Our lesson today is from John chapter 18. Then they took Jesus from Caiaphas to Pilate's headquarters. It was early in the morning. They themselves did not enter the headquarters so as to avoid ritual defilement and to be able to eat the Passover. So Pilate went out to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered, If this man were not a criminal, we would not have handed him over to you. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and judge him according to your law. The Jews replied, We are not permitted to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill what Jesus had said when he indicated the kind of death he was to die. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief of priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Pilate asked him, What is truth? After he had said this, he went out to the Jews again and told them, I find no case against him, but you have a custom that I release someone for you at the Passover. Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? They shouted in reply, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a bandit. The word of our Lord. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations in our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our God, our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. Helena, my 14-year-old daughter, came home from school a day in fifth grade, and she couldn't stop talking. She said to me, do you know what I learned in school today? Now, if it's been a while since you've had kids in school, they don't do this often. When they do it, you pay attention. Obviously, it was earth-shattering. So I bit. No, what'd you learn, I said. Well, Mr. Jones presented us with all the facts about Christopher Columbus. Did you know how many people were killed when they discovered America? Did you know all the awful things that were done to the indigenous people? Whoa, wasn't quite ready for this, but okay. I said, well, how did the fifth graders respond? My daughter said, we all were like, what? Had this great vision of this fifth grade class with their mouths agape and their teacher up front telling them the facts. Now, Mr. Jones was known to do this. He liked to give speeches, and so he kept telling the kids, I'm just giving you the facts, people. I'm giving you the facts. And they heard them, and every year on Columbus Day, which is now renamed, at least in the state of Minnesota, Indigenous People Day, we talk about Mr. Jones, and we remember the facts. Mr. Jones told a side of history that for a long time wasn't taught. I didn't get the facts, just the facts, as Mr. Jones presented them about how many people were killed, how many people suffered in the ill treatment of indigenous people by early explorers. 
Instead, these were the facts I learned, and maybe you learned them too. In 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. And then I was applauded for knowing and still remembering to this day these facts that the sh three ships that were part of that, joy that voyage were the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Yeah, some of you remember this as well. Some of you might cringe at the thought that are of Indigenous People Day or the facts, just the facts as Mr. Jones presented them, and others of you might be celebrating that indeed in our schools today our kids are learning different sides of history. Finding out the truth of what actually happened in a historical event is complicated. We have recognized throughout the years that we can't just hear one side of the story, but instead we need to look at it from different angles and different perspectives. Because the facts or the truth that those early explorers might lift up and tell for generations to come might sound a lot different than the facts and the truths that indeed those indigenous people experienced. The reality is, if we actually want to get close to the truth, we have to allow every person to have a voice, to share their perspective, their experience. And more often than not, we might find that some of those facts disagree with each other. However, in order to get closer to the truth, we need to allow all of those voices to be heard. Finding out the truth is hard especially in a day and an age where we have alternative facts. We know that there are different versions of the truth. It is hard to know what to believe or who to believe. So most of us try to find someone that we trust. These are the people who might present us with the real facts, the real truths. Or maybe we pay attention to the source of those facts that we hear. Some of us might be inclined to believe the facts if they're presented by the political party that we follow or perhaps based on the news channel that we listen to. Some might think that the truth comes out of MSNBC. Others would argue it's Fox News. I would say probably neither. All of our news channels have some sort of agenda. And so we instead are left with the, the, the challenge of trying to discern what is actually true and what to believe. Most of us are quick to decide, however, that whatever we believe is probably closest to the truth. Right? In our lesson for today, Pilate asks Jesus this question, what is truth? What is truth? Jesus doesn't tell a parable, and he doesn't engage in a theological discussion that hovers over Pilate's head as he often does in the Gospel of John. But instead, when confronted with this question, what is truth, Jesus is silent. He says no words. He gives no answer other than himself. To the question, what is truth? Jesus is the answer, and his very being testifies to that truth. The gospel writer John has been showing us this entire way how Jesus is the truth. Jesus is God who became flesh and lived among us, and he came full of grace and truth. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. 
Jesus is the truth that sets us free. Jesus is the truth that brings comfort, the truth that brings joy. And in our lesson today, we are reminded that it is by listening to Jesus' voice that we belong to the truth. But I will confess that knowing that Jesus is the truth doesn't make following the truth any easier. For too long, Christians have claimed to know the truth, and we get it wrong. We continue to add to the division, brutality, and the brokenness of our world. We continue to point to Jesus, only to forget to actually follow him, or perhaps pretend to follow his ways, when what we're really doing is preserving our own self-interest and our own self-righteousness. But when we really look at Jesus... He does tell us the truth, the truth about our world, the truth about ourselves, and his message is difficult. He tells us the truth that our world is broken, the truth that our systems are unfair and unjust, the truth that when given the opportunity to do the right thing, more often than not, we choose to do the wrong one, the truth that when faced with life or death, we choose to nail Jesus to the cross because we cannot bear the truth that Jesus brings us. But he tells us one more truth. The truth that, yes, indeed, we have a God who loves us, enough to die for us, to take on all the pain, hatred, and sin of our painful, broken world. This is God's truth. It is painful and ugly in what it reveals about us, and it is comforting and healing in what it tells us about God. Truth is hard, and I think it is perhaps what we need most in our world right now. Over this past weekend, a youth from Hopkins West Junior High died by suicide. It is the third death that this small community has experienced in less than a month. His parents courageously chose to be open about his death and invited the principals of the two junior highs to share with the families about what happened before rumors spread through social media or text messages. But beyond that, the principals invited all of the parents to have conversations with our kids about what we're feeling, about our grief, about what's going on in our lives, and to have true conversations about what matters. I didn't know this young person. I don't know what he was thinking or feeling or struggling with this last week, and my prayers are with his family and with the entire school over at West and all of the students who knew and who loved him. As I think about it, though, I remember the things in junior high that I often believed to be true, true about myself and true about other people. And as I reflect on them now, I know that those things that I believed weren't true at all, but were lies that I allowed myself to fall into. Somehow I bought the idea or the bought the lies that my self-worth was defined by which group I hung out with or who talked to me at lunch I thought if I could just be funnier or skinnier or prettier that I would have more friends and life would be easier. I thought that if one thing happened on any given day, it could make or break my entire life. And that wasn't true. 
I know now that I'm not the only one who allowed the lies of junior high to seep into my psyche. And these lies don't only exist in junior high, but are true for kids in elementary school, high school, college, and we face it as adults today. We allow those voices that whisper ugly thoughts about us to be the ones that we believe over anything else. And when we do this, we are wrong. The truth that God tells us is the one truth that really matters. So listen closely. Jesus, as the truth, tells us that life is hard. God is with you in trials and tribulations. You are beloved just the way you are. You do not need to change to belong because it is in listening to the truth of Jesus that you know you belong. God will love you no matter what. There is no obstacle too big, no difficulty too overwhelming, no sin too large that God won't forgive you and surround you and encourage you and love you to the very end. This is the truth. And we need to hear it and be reminded of it day after day. And we need to tell it to our kids and to our parents and to our neighbors. What is truth? It's Jesus. It's his love. There is too much pain in all of our lives that we cannot escape But in our pain and in our sorrow, it somehow makes a difference that we don't stand alone in that pain. That Jesus joins us, stands with us, is with us in our conversations, in our questions, and in the silence as we search for the truth. Amen.